Hi there! Welcome to episode 121 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. The year 2020 was quite an event-filled one, and it took a certain degree of toll on all of us. But while it ultimately led to the cancellation of the regular version of the Waveback Awards, as they once were, it was not without substitute. Get those headphones ready, because tonight we bring you the 2020 Waveback Awards. Well, hello, Matt. How are you on this fine, fine day? I am uh, significantly well. Me too. I feel lighter. Yes. I feel... Plugged back in. Yeah. There was this uh, annoying, nagging voice in the back of my head for the last several years, and it's not there anymore. The, the noise has shifted, and now it's just my children, which are very noisy. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's less noise. It's not that noise on top of the other noise. So I'm feeling good. Feeling happy. I agree. I think I spent the last several years uh, proactively ignoring that noise, and now that it has gone south for eternity, I am, I'm back. <laughs> I like it. Well, speaking of back, it's the Wave Back Awards, sort of. <laughs> we uh, we talked about this a little bit last week that uh, with our schedules being what they are, there was just no way to properly do the Waveback Awards the way that they have been done in the past. We do intend to return to them in a more official capacity in the future, but in order to keep things going, Matt and I both decided that we would choose uh, five songs that we heard for the first time this year, uh, new games from 2020, well, last year, that uh, impressed us from games with impressive soundtracks and stuff. So it's, it was, uh, it's considerably more formal, but we each picked five songs. Uh, I didn't really put them in like rank order. They're just, these are some new songs that came out this year that I think are really well worth listening to. How about you, Matt? Um, you know, I, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. It, we had the conversation about the awards and, um, you know, I know it's something that you're very proud of. I, I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of it, and and everyone else who does help us along the way because it is a big undertaking. Um, and when we talked about this, you know, we had some caveats. And when you when you when you said to me, well, you know what, maybe we can be really informal about it, and and you know, you could list songs that you heard for the first time. I said, okay, great. Because as I was putting my list together, I thought, let me let me just take a look at when these games came out. I was like, maybe I'll I'll strike gold on all five of them. They would have come out in 2020, and I was way wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very thankful that 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 was a caveat to um to this. Uh, it it may not be what we've um, presented in the past, but it's it's there in spirit. And uh, I think that's yeah. the most important part. We wanted to do it more of a specifically yes. games this year. All five, all five of my picks are games that came out in 2020. Um, I don't know how old the ones that you picked are. I know at least a couple of them are from 2020, right? Um, let me see. One is at least 2019. And... Uh... Actually, I'm I'm willing to say that 
two two of them are 2019, and then the other three are 2020. But I've been wrong in the past, and I'll be wrong in the future. That's you know what? That's okay. It works for me. It works for all of us. And I think uh, it, I think we should just just get started. Let's let's get to work, huh? Yes, sir. We got some some music to listen to, and I'm excited for exciting music. So, uh, Matt. You're up first. We're going to alternate. Uh, you you gave me your five songs in the order you wanted them in. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll do one of yours, one of mine, go back and forth until we're done. So, Matt, kick us off. Um, so it's very hard for me personally to have to pick a game that has great music to be the best of, you know, the year and and not pick this series. It for me, I think it's almost it's almost shooting fish in a barrel. It's almost cheating, but we got a new Doom game, Doom Eternal. Yeah, we did, and once again, it's a soundtrack that feels like it was written specifically for me and no one else. <laughs> and um, I think the hardest part about uh, picking this song was actually physically picking this song out of something like thirty tracks from legendary mick gordon like the whole soundtrack from start to finish is just exactly what it you know it's just you think of doom music from back in the day the original id software games and and they just they just elevate every game gets better and harder and aggressive more aggressive rather and it just you know just great great stuff and the soundtrack is no exception i picked um now i'm probably gonna flub this but it's dag nilok's first priest death I don't know what it is about this one. It just really, every time I came around, I just come back to this track. It's just, oof. I I love it. I absolutely, I, like, to me, this is, you know, uh, in the pantheon of Doom music, obviously, but, like, this really sits up there with, you know, a lot of the um, classic Doom tracks. Like, at Doom's Gate and whatnot. Well, uh, I mean, I still haven't played Doom Eternal. I was waiting on the Switch version, and then they canceled the physical one, and now I'm just kind of like, kind of holding out hope that they're going to make it physically at some point, but I'm sure mm-hmm. it's going to happen like 15 minutes after I just, you know, break down and buy it digitally, because that's just <laughs> the way it goes. Um, <clears throat> no returns on those digital products. So, uh, I don't know. I will play it soon. I'm, I'm, itch- I'm itching, itching to play it. But um, it's uh, I've been also very busy doing a bunch of other stuff. Like uh, I I have a handful of I have a lot of writing to do this this month. I, I have a lot of uh, projects for the new Nintendo Force, which is really exciting. But it's a uh, it, it you know gets in the way of me playing the games that I regularly want to play for for kicks mm-hmm. kicks and giggles, especially something like Doom Eternal, which I can only play after the kids go to bed. So. Yeah, Regardless, yeah, I am excited because I loved Doom 2016 and I love Doom 1 and 2 on the old uh, old MS-DOS. So let's give this a listen. Here is Dag Nilak's First Priest Death from Doom Eternal by Mick Gordon. Enjoy.
Well, that's a heck of a way to kick, thing, kick things off. Short and sweet. Um, I, I So, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, I have like four things I want to say, and they're all trying to come out at once. Um, first things first. Excellent soundtrack. I said it. I love this piece. Um, the main reason I think I really ended up picking this is because... Um, I don't know that this episode ever went to air. We did the um, the Sonic the Hedgehog two-parter. And I think Correct. it was in the, the second, second part. part that I had mentioned my love for a band called Gravity Kills. And if anyone's familiar with them, then you you know exactly where I'm going with this because you heard it too. This little... It's 54 seconds. This It's 54 seconds, this piece. And every second of it reminds me of an entire Gravity Kills album. The first one specifically. Uh, their big single was, uh, or their breakthrough single was, um, Guilty. And, um, God, the, the two records that they put out that weren't remixes, I loved to death. And this reminds me so much of that stuff. And so it's like, there's a part of it that I'm nostalgic for the Doom franchise. I will always love the Doom franchise. I, I won't lie, when they said they were going to update and make a new one, the original, uh, the one that came out a couple years ago, I was very apprehensive, but absolutely did it justice they they just beefed it up and it just made it more if you can make doom more doom they did it you know and then doom (laughs) eternal came out i was like this is outlandish i love it um so there's the nostalgia there for just the doom franchise but then there's the nostalgia there for music like what gravity kills did what mick gordon continues to make for the doom franchise um it's so atmospheric and it's so like uh, what's the word? Um, primal, guttural, but not like in a death metal sense. There's just like this sense of like heaving beasts and demonic presence that I just, it just like sings to my uh, warped sense of uh, what I think music is. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really dug this one. It's a. Uh, I liked the how bassy it was. You know, they really got the bass yeah. just, just beefy, <laughs> really ridiculously sure. beefy. Um, it, like you said, it's short and sweet. It's it's to the point. It doesn't it doesn't go a lot of places, but it it really just kind of really made me want to play Doom. Is what it made me. <laughs> What uh, yeah, I mean, how do you how do you hear that and not like immediately run to a console? Like, I need to cut a Keiko demon in half or something. Let's let's, let's do this. Exactly. I want to get to work, but it's a uh, no. I I I liked it. It was a great way to start things off. You know, there's super a lot of quick. Uh, yeah, super quick. I wanted to say you mentioned the bass and how beefy it is. I think um, I think that's actually like, well, duh, it's intentional. But I think it's intentional in the respect that like. Um, as, as humans, as animals, ancestrally, genetically, we are naturally, um, afraid of low rumbles. You know, if we go back to like our, you know, caveman days, you know, that kind of stuff meant danger, whether it was, you know, volcanoes, earthquakes, large beasts. So we're naturally like on edge. And so to put that in the music of a game like Doom is absolutely like playing a psychology game with you know the game with with the audience um puts you on puts you as the gamer on edge and then set an atmosphere of you know uh, 
dread of 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 bad things because you know like we've been you know a lot of us have been gaming for a long time and you know we're audience members at films it's hard to scare us it's hard to surprise us so you know there's some surefire tricks and 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 messing with the audience on an audio level totally one of them so yeah and that i could definitely see that working well in the in the confines of doom (laughs) confines is absolutely the word I am really, really excited to play this game. That's hopefully mm-hmm. it won't be too much longer before I get around to it because I really like Doom. I just do. Yeah. I just love Doom. Yeah, sue me, please don't. I don't have anything. <laughs> sure, go ahead, <laughs> sue me. You're not gonna get much. <laughs> All right, so it's up to it's up to my first pick, and my first pick comes from. Um, so I I. Uh, I write for Nintendo Force magazine and I I am now allowed to review games which is a really exciting and still strange thing to me but uh, one of the games that they gave me to review this game this year sorry uh, was a game called Kunai uh, this is a Metroidvania type of game uh, you know, an action platformer exploratory type of thing where you play as a sentient tablet with a body of some kind that it's not really attached to uh, it took. It's a really weird world that this game takes place in, and I don't. I don't remember a lot of the details because it was earlier in the year that I was playing it. It was probably around like April or May, and uh, but I remember really having a good time with it. It wasn't amazing. It was like a ten and a ten, but it was. Uh, it had just the right amount of like pixelized graphics. You know, it wasn't going full like NES style eight bit. It was. It was really just doing a very modern, but also modern retro sort of thing going on with it. The main character was very expressive, because, like, the tablet that was his face would just display different faces as he did things, and they were very, very expressive. I I, I liked this game. It stuck with me, and it had a pretty darn good soundtrack. Uh, my favorite track from the game uh, was from an area called Zen Mountains, which, if I remember correctly, was towards the end of the game, but I could be wrong. Again, it's been a while, but anyways, I remembered this track when I was like, I know what I want to, I want to, I want to pick a song from Kunai, because I remember really digging the music from that game, and then I listened to the soundtrack, and this one popped up, I was like, that's the one, that's the one that I liked the best. So, let's, uh, this, this comes to us from an artist that goes by the name of Pongball, uh, this game is available on, I think, it's on the Switch eShop, it might be on other platforms as well, but it's a, it's a cool game with a cool soundtrack, so here is Zen Mountains from Kunai. Enjoy.
the Zen Mountains. What'd you think? I wow is the first word that comes to mind. That's really good. Um, it makes me really curious for the game. Actually, I wanna I wanna look into this. Um, I uh, you had mentioned uh, retro uh, neo retro, like the enough pixelation, but and I I hear that in the music. There's enough mm-hmm. of that, like um, what's the word? Uh, throwback to nod to kind of the stuff you know we grew up on but there's like modern sensibility to it um it's that's that's beautiful it was really beautiful actually the um i appreciate i talk about this a lot with when i hear it um usage of reverb to create space in in uh instruments or full tracks and um this definitely had that that lead had a bit of that and it it just made it feel a little more um sweeping i don't want to use the word epic because i think that's too grandiose but it gave it like this wide open um just kind of feel to it like i i felt very like just listening to it i felt very like uh like this is uh very chill but um, not, you know, not something you would hear in a, in a layback game, perhaps like that kind of chill. Um, yeah, it's got it's got energy, but it's it's high energy, but it's not like ah <laughs> um, anxiety inducing or uh, yeah, it's not that kind frantic. of high energy. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, I I really dug that track a lot. Uh, Zen Mountains, yes. Yeah, that's a good pick, man. That's a really good pick. Thanks, man. I, I, I was really happy with this one, too. I mean, I, I really enjoyed this game, and I really enjoyed this uh, this tune. I, I Yeah, I don't really know what else to say about it. It's just got that really... It's got a really cool vibe to it, um, which a lot of this game did. But it's also <laughs> didn't take itself very seriously, which was also good. You know, it was Because it's still just a weird little game about a sentient tablet with a rope kunai <laughs> that you swing around on and stuff the game's super bizarre but i really enjoyed my time with it and uh i i hope to replay it again someday in the the distant future so let's move on to the next track matt yes, what sir. is your next game oh man um i'm a huge pinball fan uh if if you drop me off at a place that's got a pinball machine and you left for 24 hours if I had enough money, you'd find me still standing there playing that machine 24 hours from now. Um, I would go to arcades, and yeah, the games are great, but the pinball always just sunk its hooks in me. Um, hmm. So naturally, when pinball games pop up on consoles and stuff, I always have to take a peek. And the only reason I even looked at this game was because I have the Game Pass for Xbox. Um, and... Uh, I was like, all right, it's called Demon's Tilt. You had me a demon, you had me a pinball. Like, I'm in. And <laughs> so I remember playing this for the first time and just thinking, wow, this is this is dark and, like, not cheesy. Because, you know, so many times you could do a dark game and it, it could very easily become, like, Party City Halloween. And, and that, to me, is not, no big turn, no bigger turn off, you know what I mean? 
where someone <laughs> tries really hard to, you know, reproduce something like The Nightmare Before Christmas. And it's like, look, lightning only strikes once. But I digress. This was so Demon's Tilt, right? Um, it, it, like I said, it grabbed me from the moment I started playing it. And it took me, it took me, uh, I, I hate to say this, but it took me a few playthroughs to realize that like the original Tetris, you can change the music. And that just, mm. <laughs> I, I, and so I messed around with the second track and it's because, you know, I really like the first track that, that plays. So this is good. Messed around with the second track. I was like, oh, this is good. I put on the third track and I was like, what? This is the best song I've ever heard. <laughs> and f- from that point on, like before I even shoot that first ball, like, oh, I change it to this. And I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do this. Um, the track's called Pinball Never Dies. Uh, or at least that's the name. I, I found it with a longer name. Um, so if it, if you guys find it with a longer name, that's probably what I saw too. But what we have here is called uh, Pinball Never Dies. And um, I just want to make sure I get this name. The, uh, the soundtrack was made by EC2151. I don't know if yeah, that's a collective. The, the track person. name that I saw on his Bandcamp page, which is where I pulled this from, yeah. Uh, said I think that page called this song "Pinball Never Dies" uh, with, with the... nothing else added to it. What did I have? What was I? I, I don't know where my notes are, but um, what was it? I had written beforehand. I had seen it. It as... was "Pinball Never Dies," um, Club Deville. Yeah, and and I wondered if that was like a a sly way of like sneaking the devil in there or something but i don't know anyway that's because i'm a weird conspiracy theorist about things that don't matter um (laughs) like in jokes (laughs) but anyway let me let me shut the heck up let me let me get this playing and then we'll talk about it afterwards this is uh pinball never dies from demon's tilt
know that was awesome. Right? Like, that was so freaking good. Seriously. So, like, you haven't you haven't played this. I know you have, so, which means you haven't heard some of the other tracks. And so, like Tetris, you get those three tracks, right? And like I said, mm-hmm. I like the first track that they give you. Like, if you don't change anything, it's great. And the second track is good. But, like, come on. This third track just blows my mind. And, like, I, I'm so yeah. glad that you hear it. I'm so glad that you hear it. Uh, it's uh, it's outstanding. Like, it starts off, like, it starts off good, you know? It's, it's mm-hmm. like, you're getting there. And then it just really kicks into, like, that deep Sega Genesis bass, you know? Sega yep. Genesis slash early arcade bass. And then it just doesn't let up on the just, just beating you over the head with coolness. Man, what a good song. That was oh, killer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely I, my, I think, killer. I think one of my favorite parts is like, okay, this game was released. Um, actually, I- ironically enough, we're recording on the 20th of January. It was released on the 22nd of January in 2019. Um, so I think that's kind of weird, but funny. Again, conspiracy theories that mean nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, for anyone interested, it's on like almost every platform. Uh, xbox playstation um so it's steam a lot of fun again if you dig and, and like it's it's a pinball game that um you know has objectives i mean all pinball games have objectives a lot of people who aren't into pinball don't know that they just think ah, you know to bounce the ball around a bunch and call it a day but there's actual objectives and stuff and there's you know sections of the of the table that send you to other sections and you have like mini boss fights and stuff I still have yet to really explore all that because I just sometimes I just get caught up in like just the, the graphics are um, you know pixel art and they're gorgeous. The sound design, apart from the music, is fantastic. So I really get caught up in a lot of it. Um, but my thing, my my all time favorite of the whole soundtrack is the fact that the drums are you know the throwbacks to the Genesis and the Nintendo chip tune drums and like. I don't even think about it. I had to proactively listen to it and be like, wait, those, oh my God, I'm, you know, these are chiptune drums. You know what I mean? And like, to me, that's, you know, it's 2019, 20, 21, and, and I'm listening to stuff. I'm listening to these tracks like, wow, this is such a banger. And then you realize like, those aren't, you know, modern instruments, air quotes, modern instruments. And I just think like, like, that's fantastic for someone to create something like that, to take me to a place and then you know you're like i can't believe it's not butter <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like huh oh i mean i'm okay with this i'm not complaining one bit this is fantastic so this probably was like one of the tracks that stuck with me for the whole year because i only started playing the game last year some uh, it became available i think on the um xbox game pass and i was you know kicking around and i'm like hey this looks like uh it could be kind of fun what the heck i threw it on and instant classic for me well you did yep yeah. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I don't even know what else to say man that was a instant classic for me too that one's that one's sticking around <laughs> that's going I'm, in the old playlist i'm really happy to hear that i i really like that one all right we're gonna take a pretty hard turn here as we do uh, to 
This was my game of the year of 2020. Big surprise. It was Animal Crossing New Horizons, which uh, I am still regularly playing. Obviously not every day like I used to be, but I'm still still checking in a couple of times a week to make sure East Todd is not overgrown with flowers and weeds. Uh, (laughs) Because God forbid. (laughs) God forbid. Uh, So... This was really hard to nail down because there's a lot of music in this game that I really like, but there's also a lot of music that's very backgroundy. Um, yeah. This is the one that stuck with me more than anything else, though, uh, and that would be the 10 a.m. theme uh, from Animal Crossing New Horizons by Yasuaki. Boy, yeah, good for me. Yasuaki Iwata, Yumi Takahashi, Shinobu Nagata, Sayoko Doi, and Masato Ohashi. I don't think every one of these people was involved in writing this specific song, but those are the names attached to this soundtrack, and I couldn't find, you know, these, this specific track was by this specific person. So, um, either way, this is a really cool, chill song, and it's just, uh, I remember playing this game towards the beginning, because when you start off, you don't get different hourly songs. You get this one song on, on the island you're on until it starts to really become more of a miniature society then it starts to play the different hourly themes and i remember the first time this one came on being like yup this is it (laughs) i like (laughs) this one so let's give it a listen here is 10 a.m from animal crossing new horizons enjoy
that was so and i say this with absolute love that was so smooth it was like a baby's <laughs> bottom smooth like damn we're wait hang on damn we're smooth like <laughs> that was and i i like i'm not even trying to be funny like that was such a chill track that's so animal crossing um what a what a great composition just like this uh you know chill jazz and yet like there's still something inherently quirky about it that makes it like very um animal crossing you know like if i heard that somewhere else i'd be like that belongs in a very quirky game like animal crossing or stardew valley or something and like you know i would inevitably inevitably be right um that was cool that was a super cool track just super chill super cool man just like animal crossing like you know you're planting (laughs) some flowers and you're making friends yeah it's pretty perfect for like the whole this is a game about doing stuff you know not really this is a game about uh you know uh, doing lots of action stuff it's like this is a this is good music to have on while you're accomplishing tasks it's got just the right you know, it's got a really cool, funky, chill groove to it. It really it just nails exactly what you want. Um, the what you what you want this kind of music to sound like. What you want the soundtrack to Animal Crossing to sound like. And uh, it, it's it sticks with me. It makes me want to play the game during the 10 a.m. hour uh, more than any other. Which is where I wound up playing it a lot. You know, a lot of times because of this music, I'd be like, all right, it's almost 10. I'm going to go ahead and play Animal Crossing because I want to listen to that song (laughs) while I play. I do think it is fantastic that you can be like, I really love the song at noon. And you look at your watch and you're like, oh, it's almost time. You know, I think that's great. (laughs) It's almost time for my my favorite my favorite Animal Crossing tune. Yeah, it's it's a. it's a song that's going to stick with me for years because obviously this um, this game is going to stick with me for years because this year is going to stick with me for years. Oh. <laughs> it's going to stick. It's like um, that old wives' tale. If you swallow gum, it stay. It sticks to your ribs. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just. <laughs> it's one's just gonna not going to go anywhere. <laughs> it's going to stick to the insides of your heart and your brain. Ah. <sighs> Well, it's not all bad memories. Thank goodness no. for that. Yes, sir. All right, you're up, Matt. Yes, I am. Um, wow. <laughs> you you pulled this game. Like I was yeah. gonna pull something from this game too, but you you mentioned this one. I was like, all right, you get to pick the song from this game because there's no way this game was not gonna get a song on this oh. episode. Even if we were to have hosted these normally, this is sure. absolutely. A soundtrack that would have wound up in several categories. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm just wondering how much longer we can keep it up where we talk about the game but not actually say the name of the game, but I think I'm going to drop that charade. <laughs> um, the game in question is Streets of Rage 4. Uh, when mm-hmm. when we went back and we did the episode, there was an announcement that 4 was coming out, and both Chris and I were so super stoked about it. And then we saw a little bit of art and we were like, whoa, when the game finally dropped, I, I, I'm pretty sure I know where you sat with it, but me loved it. I thought it was such a great addition to the Streets of Rage, um, uh, you know, uh, franchise. 
I thought they did such a great job with it. I played through it a bunch of times. Actually, recently, too. Played through it a bunch of times. Unlocked quite a few uh, extra characters, which I was very happy to see, like, some of the old, you know, 16-bit skins and playable skins and stuff. That's that's fun. Um, you know, the fan service is great. One of our favorite things about the, the, the whole franchise, soundtrack. And this one doesn't disappoint once again. Um... This was another one where to sit down and really pick a piece of music from this game to say, like, this is the track. You, you, if you listen to nothing else, you got to listen to this track. I had a real tough time doing that, and I'm pretty sure there are quite a few. So as I listen to these soundtracks, I listen to them in their entirety, and, um, you know, I write down, I like this one. This one really sticks out. This really, And then I go back and I kind of play them against each other. Oh, you know. Um... This one just edged out for me personally. Um, again, it's 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 like the cream of the crop, but the whole soundtrack is the cream of the crop. Like, how do you how do you pick your favorite child? Uh, easily the one that doesn't get detention. Um, but th- for me, this this is the one that that got me. This song is called Funky HQ, and like sometimes I laugh at um, you know track names. Because they're intentionally funny, and then sometimes they're not intentionally funny, and I laugh at them anyway. This is one that I kind of <laughs> laugh at. But then when you hear the track, you're like, oh, no, 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 it's, oh, I got it. Um, this was by, now, oh, man. Is that Olivier? Olivier? How would you say uh, that? Your guess is Olivier? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, Olivier? But the soundtrack Gary itself. Vier? <laughs> yeah, I... I I'm going to apologize. The soundtrack itself, I was reading up on it, has, I think, something like six or seven contributors. And yeah. um, all the stages were written by this Olivier de Rivière. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Let's man. call him Ali. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say O.D. <laughs> uh, Ali D. Ali D. Not to be confused with uh, Banjo Guy Ali. Um uh, so yes, this this Ali wrote all the stage levels and then had other composers come in and do uh, the boss fights. So I think it's very interesting. And, and when you listen to the tracks, I think it's very interesting that they brought in that or rather bringing in other composers, yet still managed to tie it all together. You listen to some of the boss fights and while the bosses themselves, the the level are distinct, they still fit into the feel of Streets of Rage and Streets of Rage 4. And I thought that was brilliant. But ultimately, Funky HQ is what stuck out to me. Um, And we're going to drop it right now. Here's uh, Funky HQ from Streets of Rage 4. Enjoy.
<laughs> I am uh I'm so glad you picked that song. Um hey, there's a uh, there's little I think you picked the right one. Honestly, there's actually little doubt in my mind that I would have picked the same track from this soundtrack. Like when you picked that one, I was like, he's, he's right. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. <laughs> he's right. Uh, this probably would have won. I can't imagine a scenario where this song would not have won uh, best original composition in our regular way back awards. I just can't imagine that being a situation because right. as much cool music as there is. And like you said, it's, it's like you're picking among a soundtrack of just incredible songs that are back to back to back incredible mm-hmm. songs and i just think i think you're you nailed it this one it travels in and out of so many different styles including like including chiptune just yep. the right amount to play pay homage to where it comes from it's it has a lot of a uh, similar cadence to uh what was it um uh, fighting in the streets from the original Streets of Rage. You know, it's got yep. these little um, uh, musical, just just a cadence like callbacks to previous Streets of Rage songs, the best songs in the franchise. It's phenomenal, <laughs> top mm-hmm. to bottom. And uh, yeah, this was this soundtrack in general was obviously a front runner for you know, best original soundtrack and this song probably would have nailed it for best original song had we done the awards the way we normally would have but not having listened to every song on every other soundtrack for every game released in 2020 because I am not a madman this year uh, <laughs> this I couldn't year. tell you I couldn't <laughs> tell you that for sure but I can say that this is one of the best video game songs I have heard yeah rules oh absolutely there's just something so friggin' infectious about its energy and that's really at the end of the day what does for me what does it for me excuse me um again like you said top to bottom the song kicks like it's it's got such a great uh kinetic energy about it and you know if you think about the um streets of rage series you know it's a beat-em-up but like it's a stylized beat em up like the graphics, the city itself, the characters, they all look a certain way and the music is integral, if you ask me, to the series. And something like this uh, really, like, really complements the art style of uh, Streets of Rage 4. Um, for anyone who's not familiar with 4 versus 1, 2, and 3, it's a departure. Um, but it's such a, a beautiful departure like it just elevates the game so the, just the art style and then the music on top of it like oh chef's kiss such a beautiful game it's, and it's like it's just so much fun like I, you know beat em ups are you know for some people they're throwaways and even for me to some extent there could be a throwaway but something like Streets of Rage is so classic for me you know I have such fond memories of playing the original and bits and pieces of two and three but yeah this, the like i said the energy just like you said the chip tune there's obviously the funk in it there's a bit mm-hmm. of jazz in it um a lot of great stuff in there man i could listen to that for like an hour if i was a yeah. person who was inclined to work out uh i would probably put that on the list or listen to it for an yeah. hour and just work out to it for an hour you know <laughs> there you go work out yeah, until man. it hurts which for um, me is almost oh, constantly. 
<laughs> I was going to say that's a very short window right there. <laughs> I believe it's your turn, sir. <laughs> it, uh oh. It is my turn. Oh no. So, um. This can this only is be a bad in one. the best possible way. <laughs> this is a weird one. Okay, so this next track comes from a game I played this year called What the Golf. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's another game that I was lucky enough to get to review for Nintendo Force, but it's one that I was going to buy anyway. Um, so I kind of lucked out there. This game is, uh, I think its tagline is a golf game for people who hate golf. I believe uh, you're right. It is so freaking funny. This game is just absolutely hysterical. Uh, it's very clever, and it, it it plays with the basic idea of what golf is supposed to be. <laughs> so technically, when you're driving a car and trying to beat a goat to a finish line, it's technically still golf. Haven't Games... you ever played played that? No, I, am I the only <laughs> not, one that's done that on a golf range? Or maybe not before this one. It's <laughs> it's just nuts. It's just plain old nuts. I, I really loved this game, and its soundtrack is really really unique because it's largely acapella. <laughs> I don't know why that just grabbed me like that. I think I think the concept of a golf game with an acapella soundtrack is like I'm sorry. Come again? Uh it's largely acapella where all of the sounds that they're making are the words what the golf. Oh. <laughs> There's more. I didn't think there was yeah. more but Chris, it you goes just told me this. <laughs> okay, I am I am now all ears. So um this uh <laughs> it go- this game has <laughs> themed areas and there was an area in this game that was themed after uh, Mario games more or less. Oh boy. So this is this is a this is an a cappella version of a rip off of the Mario theme basically oh my god (laughs) and it just stuck with me so um enjoy (laughs) here is here is it's a me from what's the what's the golf by Sune Koter Kolster enjoy Water, 
So, um, <laughs> what the hell was that? What just happened? Uh, you know what? It was one of the most memorable songs I heard this year because the whole soundtrack is similar to stuff like that. But then when they did this, just like, how are you not getting sued layers of uh, just musical copyright infringement? And the stages themselves are like, it's so ridiculous. I loved this stupid game so much and this song just stuck with me. Uh, so as soon as I thought to myself, all right, well, what's the, what are the most memorable songs I heard this year? That weird song from what the, oh, all right, I guess I have to do that one. Because it was the first thing that popped out of my head of like, what songs do I use to pick from this year? And yeah, man, what the golf? <laughs> what the golf indeed. I mean, if, if the game is half as interesting as that song, I really need to check this out. Um, oh, it most certainly is. Just watch the trailer for it, and you will laugh at least once. <laughs> That's such a ringing endorsement. You'll enjoy it at least once. No, holy cow, that was so like you you okay. I feel as though, first of all, we should put a disclaimer before this song, because if anyone's driving, they're going right off the road. <laughs> Secondly, if you're listening to this while you're working, you're not getting anything done. Thirdly, if you're in an office, you will explode with laughter. You've been warned uh, post-haste or something. That you, you explained very vividly exactly what I was about to listen to, and I still wasn't ready. That was, I have no words for what I just witnessed, but I know that I love it, <laughs> and I don't know what that says about me. Um, <laughs> it is very lovable. It is very, very lovable. It's, uh, yeah, it's, all, it's just all, pure comedy. <laughs> all, yeah, all, like, goofy and silliness aside, like... It's, it's kind of beautiful like the harmonies are beautiful like they use what the golf like as lyrical uh what's melodies like <laughs> like i they absolutely a... nailed what they were going for absolutely oh. nailed it oh oh my god bullseye bullseye and then you <laughs> split the arrow in half again with a second shot robin hood style um uh, there was a time when I mean I still am to some extent I think it's gotten a little out of hand but I do appreciate acapella uh, especially those who can really pull it off you know what I mean like you've got the the harmonies and the chops like hell yeah man and like that was that was beautiful for all intents and purposes it was beautiful but then you put it on top of a and I use the term loosely according to what you're explaining to me a golf game you know what I mean then it becomes like a Weird Al Yankovic kind of experience where it's silly. It, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of love. Uh, you know, you can you can see it and feel it. Uh, but it's still fun and silly. And that, you know, like we started off the show with something like Doom, right? And everybody knows what Doom is about. <laughs> but, you know, you, 
I personally believe you need games like um, Animal Crossing and What the Golf and Minecraft. You know what I mean? Let, let the balance mm-hmm. exist and laugh a little, you know? It's, it's, life's short. Nobody gets out alive. Just laugh a little. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Like, so far, your picks have just been awesome, and that is <laughs> no exception. Like, on a silly level, on a talent level, that was great. <laughs> yeah, I was... Uh, I was really fond of this one, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it because it's just you're right. It's it is beautiful. It is there's the talent there because it works, and especially when you think about it, like, all right, how do we make a ripoff of Super Mario Brothers? Well, that's how you just you do that. They hit all you the right notes. It. They hit right all the right like the the step downs and stuff and they just throw in a little bit of the the golf like for the underground <laughs> theme thrown in there like and then all the little bits where they just stop golf golf yeah like <laughs> <laughs> just just fantastic just fantastic well, I'm the, glad you enjoyed the, that one it had the right, all right what tone f- it did has exactly the right tone yeah all right what Sorry. are you following that monstrosity up with <laughs> Uh, I don't. Did you, did you plan out your choices uh, against mine? Because I, I didn't. I put mine in the order that I wanted to play them, and then I just mixed them in with the order that you wanted to play yours. And this is see how it panned out. So this is funny because what I'm about to play next, I kind of had that same sentiment where I'm like, this is a, a weird track for this game. Like it's like, huh? Like, uh, I mean, I love it, but it's like. Really? It's not nearly as crazy as, you know, uh, an acapella group saying what the golf, or in this case, Void Bastards, because that's the game, Void Bastards. Um, this was another game that, like, came across my radar on the um, uh, Xbox Game Pass, right? And what grabbed me first was the art. Um, and I, I looked at this art and I was like, this is, I like this art. I really, really dig it. And then I watched a little gameplay and the art inside the game was better than the, the like the, the one sheet, you know? And I was like, oh, wow, okay. First person shooter. Let me, let me look into this. And then, of course, the game itself was like, uh, how do I explain it? Is there's it's like gallows humor, which is right up my alley. Um, <laughs> in case in case this is your first time listening, <laughs> just just saying. Um, it's available uh, on pretty much all platforms: Switch, PS, Xbox. Uh, I think I saw it on Steam, uh, Microsoft, Windows. You know. Anyway, um, the song is called Dining Hall. Jazz. Um, uh, just a real little bit about the game. You play like, a, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you play a convict, but not a specific convict. Like you are a specific convict, and you're in space. And I, I'll get to the convict part in a second. Why I say specific? You're in, and you're in space, and you're in a ship that's kind of adrift, and you just go to other derelict ships, and you attempt to get salvage and then with the salvaged parts and whatnot you build weapons armor and you keep progressing until i think you eventually kind of um free yourself you find a way out on these ships there's you know enemies and uh, sentient drones you know security systems cameras and so on and so forth 
Um, but the thing is, if you die, they just send in another convict. And now you're a whole new convict. And each convict comes with their own, like, uh, pros and cons. Like, I remember I was playing one where the convict was a smoker, and therefore he coughed the whole time, which would then set off sentry bots. So, like, if you're trying to hide and you start coughing, they know where you are. There's, like, weird little things like that that really, like made me like really enjoy the game a lot it was a lot of fun and again like i said the art style is just so super cool to me um super quick this game came out uh, according to this may 28 2019 i didn't get to play it until um uh, uh, sometime mid 2020 probably maybe even earlier you know pre-march um but loved it so i'm uh without further ado this is uh dining hall jazz from void bastards which i just love saying <laughs> enjoy it this it's pretty cool man there's something yeah i mean the track again to me has that energy um you know i think personally it lends itself to a bit of the um sci-fi uh elements of the game like i said you're going from spaceship to spaceship you have to like find rations and ration out because you go from one ship to another and that takes x amount of days and you have x amount of rations you know stuff like that uh you know uh building new weapons and so on and so forth um uh, so to me it, it really lends itself to that sci-fi element uh i think in the grand scheme of the game there's this song and there's another one i'm looking for oh unpaid overtime <laughs> which some of these names are, are are great uh like there's another name of a track called unnecessary cavity search <laughs> so you know <laughs> Um, it's it's a game that, like I said, has some gallows humor to it. Uh, but those two songs, those were the choices for me. Unpaid Overtime or Dining Hall Jazz. I ultimately went with Dining Hall Jazz because I think um, it just had more of a uh, song structure to it. But those two songs really stand out on the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack is good, but those two are, are the best of the best on that tr- on that um, album. And I to me, they're just a little off kilter for the game. Which is why I was saying earlier, like, were, were you, you know, choosing your songs based on mine? Because I felt like this track was off kilter for this particular game, which is weird to say because I feel the game is a little off kilter, too. So maybe that's right in line. I don't know. Conspiracy theory that has nothing to do with nothing. 
your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. It just it went by pretty fast. and Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I have a ton of thoughts about it, to be honest with you. I, I enjoyed what I heard, but it didn't... It didn't really, like, reach out and grab me like, wow, that was super freaking cool. It was like, oh, that was neat. Yeah, I just, you don't, hear, you don't hear steel drums in a lot of video game music, if you ask me. Well, <laughs> and that's, like, that's unique to this, in my opinion. I don't think you're playing the right video games. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we got a couple left. Um mm-hmm. This next one is from a game that I have not played, but I had to check out the soundtrack just to see what they did with it. Um, in, in the year of our Lord 2020, <laughs> there was a new Battletoads game. Yes, and there I was. think it looks really cool, but I don't have an Xbox to play it on, uh, and I can't go to anyone's house who has an Xbox to play it on. So Sorry. I'm just kind of chilling here not playing this new Battletoads game, which I'm really excited to try. I keep hoping they're going to port it to Switch at some point, because it just seems like the kind of game that would do really well on that platform, but what do I know? Uh, This is, um... I had to take a look at the soundtrack just to see what was what, and when I saw that this this track was on there, I was like, wait a second, I know that track, because that's from the original game, or at least there's one by that name, so I clicked on it and listened to it and thought, Well, this is a really good cover of that song. So we're going to be listening to a song called Turbo Tunnel. If you've ever played Battletoads, that's the music from the level that kills everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, when you get on the cars, you're trying to get through that area. I mastered that area, by the way. I love that area of the game. And on a a CRT with no button lag, I can do it almost every time without dying because I just have have it memorized. Um... This new iteration comes to us by way of David and Paul Housden, and the original was composed by one of my favorites, David Wise. Uh, It's a great song, and this is a great rendition. So let's listen to Turbo Tunnel from the new Battletoads. Enjoy!
I love the original version of that song so much, and I love it when somebody goes to modernize a song and they do it with all the respect in the world to the original. They didn't miss a note from David Wise's original composition on NES. They didn't miss a note. Every piece of that comes from the NES game, with the exception of a couple of the little meatly meatly solo parts. <laughs> I, I can't. I cannot imagine a better version of this game to be in a modern Battletoads game. I just can't. I think they I think they nailed it. They nailed it. Loved it. Well, as someone who doesn't have a lot of um, experience with the original Battletoads, um, I totally get the vibe of it, though. Like, you know, it, Battletoads is such an old game, and it's so ingrained for a lot of reasons in the uh, video game kind of uh, culture and canon and you know that kind of stuff um that i get it like i hear it in the song and i totally get it um the the one thing that just keeps like looping around in my head is like those are some face melting solos like (laughs) like i see some ugly guitar faces while people are you know while i'm here i'm like wow like you know the eric clapton face and stuff Mm-hmm. That's really good though. Like, um, I de- it's got all the energy of the original Battletoads, and um, I see the level in my head because you know there's like that morbid curiosity. Like, well, how hard is this? Oh, okay. So I see it. <laughs> the 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 energy and the music like paints that picture in my head. It's I was great. I was just great. <laughs> and you know, I, funny enough. Even though it's a modern take now, I could still hear that like David Wise touch to it. Like I've become yeah, so it now has that, familiar. Yeah, it has that old school sensibility to it. It's it's just fantastic. And Battletoads itself as a property gets I think the original NES Battletoads gets unfairly crapped on uh, in modern times because it became a meme. Like the whole GameStop yeah. prank called Do You Have Battletoads thing? Like, Battletoads is a far from perfect game, uh, but it's it was so ambitious at the time. It weaved in and out of all these different play styles from level to level. Like, it's looked back on as... And this seems to be something that they might have gotten right in the new Battletoads. I've kind of been purposely avoiding looking too deep into it because I'd like to be surprised when I do finally get to play it because I am a huge fan of the original Battletoads. Like... Not ironically or anything like that. I played the crap out of that game as a kid and was only ever able to beat it with a game genie. But mm. I I've, I can get pretty far without one But because I played it a lot. And I was so impressed by it because visually it's, it's a real showcase for the NES. Uh, I think the character designs were all great. I loved the music and I loved the stages. I just thought it was just such an incredibly cool game. And... Uh, that they finally made a new one that uh, at the very least has Turbo Tunnel in it. So that makes me think like, all right, well, they at least paid that much attention to making this game something that pays, that actually is a worthy follow-up to Battletoads because most of the other Battletoads stuff that came out wasn't as ambitious. You know, you think back to stuff like Battletoads and Double Dragon and it's mostly a brawler. You think back to Battletoads Arcade, it's mostly a brawler and that's not what Battletoads was. It was, 
it started off as a brawler. It was a beat em up in the first stage, but then it was, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. It was, you're going down the, the giant hole with the, with the, the, the kicking and turning into a wrecking ball, and then it turns into a brawler for five minutes before you get into this racing thing with those battle bikes, and then you're surfing, and then you're riding on giant snakes. The game's all over the map, and I don't know, that's just my little, uh, tirade about Battletoads. I think it's a great property. I'm glad that it is in existence again. I don't think this game did extremely well on Xbox, but I could be wrong. I just don't uh, hear any... Nobody really was talking about it. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I saw its release, and I was like, oh, oh, boy, okay. Alright, and then that was kind of it. I mean, I don't know that any of my, like, circle would be playing it. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's not to say, like, I'm stuck in some weird echo chamber, because you know, i I just didn't see much of it anywhere else, so I don't know. I don't know I, what to make I, of it, but I really hope that they, you know, look at this game the same way they looked at Ori and the Blind Forest and say this didn't do as well as it should. Let's put it on Switch. That's that's mm. my that's my hope and dream right there. But this version of Turbo Tunnel is fantastic. So my hats off to Dave and Paul Houston. There All you right. have it, guys. Time for your your last picks, Mister Sir. Yes, Mr. Sir. It's actually doctor. I went to school for several years. Um, it's doctor, Mr. Mr. Sir. No, no, it's doctor, Mr. Sir. Um, it's strange. Someone, someone, <laughs> someone's going to say that to me in the future and we're like, what are you talking about? I don't even <laughs> They're like, you made that joke. I have no idea what you're talking about. So my, my final pick uh, for the night comes from this game that like I saw it once again. I saw the cover art and I was like, oh, that's cute. And then I watched um, the trailer for it, and I was like, that's very interesting. Um, Again, from the Xbox Game Pass, it's a game called Cardo, C-A-R-T-O. And uh, as I played the game, I realized that it's short for cartographer or cartography because um, you play a a little girl who, at the beginning of the game, was in like a blimp with her grandmother, and her grandmother had a map that was broken up into squares and she could manipulate the move the squares around and manipulate the map and it would manipulate the land on the planet that it represented so you can change the orientation of um, islands and make them continents and you could change the flow of rivers and things like that what ends up happening is um, a terrible storm comes um, crashes the blimp and you get separated from your grandmother and then the story basically takes up from there and it's you as the young cartographer attempting to find her way back to her grandmother the art style is it's really cute it reminds me a lot of like i dare i say high-end uh children's books and i think chris you'll kind of understand what i mean there it looks almost painted but not and like animation's adorable the gameplay is so much fun. I love a good puzzle game, and that's what this is. Um, the mechanics of it, it, everything is just really great, and it's really seamless. My one gripe is the controls, but that's just me. Um, and the music really, truthfully, is um, it's very sparse, um, but it's, like, charming. The game is charming. The music is charming. Uh, let me see something super quick here. So the soundtrack from top to bottom is by a gentleman uh, by the name of Eddie Yu. Why Yu? If you want to look him up, he's got a, a, a band camp. You can find this here. You can also find the soundtrack on um, 
Spotify, I, I recently found out. The song where I'm, I'm going to, uh, or rather the song I picked and we're going to play is called Lava. Um, it comes from a level that has to do with a volcano. Uh, I guess when we come back from the song, I'll, I'll, I'll go into the mechanics of the game just a little bit. I don't want to get too deep in it because it's not a very heavy game. As I said, it's a very cute game. It's a very light game. Um, but yeah, all right. So here's Lava from Cardo. Right, so that's like super short. It's like a, a small loop, but it loops. And in the game, it's so non-intrusive, and it's almost background, as you talked about with things like um, Animal Crossing. But mm-hmm. you spend a lot of time. Uh, so you spend a lot of time like in the level. So it loops quite frequently. But I feel the way the whole soundtrack uh, runs, the loops aren't noticeable. You don't get tired of it. Uh, again, it's very backgroundy, uh, non-intrusive. Uh, so this soundtrack, again, from top to bottom, I thought was beautiful. A lot of fun. Very charming. Use that word again. So the game mechanics, um, when you go to a new chapter, they have like two or three pieces, square pieces. Everything's a grid in your map. And then you go to your map and then you can move them around Uh, change the orientation you know 90 degree turns and then they're puzzle based so little by little as you uh change orientations and and change designs or layouts you'll find new pieces of the map and then that gets added and i found that as i was playing this every time i got a new piece i was like really excited i was like oh a new piece okay okay, now what now what and the more i played it because i would play it maybe a half hour to an hour every night and I still haven't finished it yet, but I'm, I'm, I know I'm really close to it. And I'm kind of bummed, but kind of excited. It's a short game, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I just, I would go to work and I'd be thinking about it. Like, I, I really want to play that game. And that's, for me, that's a lot. When, it, when I'm not playing the game and I'm thinking about it, it's like, oh, I, I must really enjoy this game. Um, it came out October 27th, 2020. So it's one of the few games in my list that was actually <laughs> a 2020 eligibility. Um, I will say that I don't know that this game, as we used to do the, or excuse me, as we have done the award ceremony previously, I don't know that this would have beat out other games. Um, so I'm kind of happy that we did this the way we did because I keep saying, you know, I keep saying it's a charming game. I find it a lot of fun. So the opportunity to kind of showcase it a bit, something that might have been passed over perhaps by a lot of people. Uh, or or a lot of gamers maybe it makes me happy that I can kind of point this out and be like hey man like check this out it's a lot of fun it's a it's a cute little game I I honestly think you could probably play it like if you have young kids who are playing I think you guys could play it together and just have a good time so it's not there's there's no fighting there's no intensity it's just just puzzles it's just like cute beautiful puzzles 
Nice. I'm. I wish I could say that the song made more of an impression on me. It was just, you know, it was it was remarkably short, and it was it was quite nice. But you are kind of selling me on the game, so good I, job I think there. So. Yeah, it's uh, you know the track we have is like 54 seconds, and honestly, there's probably about 45 seconds of audio. And I think because mm-hmm. I've been playing the game so much, and the lava level or the volcano level, whatever you want to call it, was probably the level I spent the most time on because just because of the mechanics of moving around <clears throat> and uh, you know traversing the territories and and having to reconfigure I probably spent more time there so this song having it on loop in the background as I'm you know sussing out these puzzles and, and trying to find the answers and stuff it's probably why it really kind of stuck with me um, and again, in listening to the to the whole soundtrack as a whole, like when trying to, f- I was like, oh, this game, I have to do something with this game. This game is, so I gave the whole soundtrack a listen. Um, but actually, I was just playing it uh, a few minutes before we we set up. I was playing it to like advance, and I'm like, man, I really like this game. You know, like I, I can't. I will say that I don't know that it has a ton of replay value. So if you have something like the Game pla- Pass for um, Xbox. Or maybe the mm-hmm. the network for PlayStation. Uh, grab it. It's it says it's on the Switch. I haven't seen it in the store personally, but then again, I haven't been looking for it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I I say if you see it for cheap, you know, give it a go. Like I said, if you have the I'll Game Pass, look. download it. Play it for five minutes. If you don't like it, all right. I'll put it on my uh, my wish list on the Switch. See if I get around to it. Well, I guess that leaves us with the last track of the night, and uh, I. Uh, this one requires a little bit of explanation from me because I am not a huge fan of the game Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. I am, okay. however, a very huge fan of its soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, the soundtrack to the Final Fantasy VII is phenomenal. Now, I have not played the Final Fantasy VII remake, but I did play the demo, uh, which I really wasn't wild about, which is why I didn't go out of my way to try and get the full remake because it just didn't... Even the remake didn't catch me. Just like the original Final Fantasy VII, no matter how many times I try, uh, it never sticks with me. But I do like the characters, and I do like the world. There's just something about the game that doesn't work for me. But, as surprising as it was, I listened to a few tracks from the uh, from the remake soundtrack, but what stuck with me more than that was one of the uh, remade tracks that was added to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. The most recent DLC character in Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh, just a month or so ago, was Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII, and he brought with him a new stage and a smattering of music from Final Fantasy VII. And one of them is one of my favorite songs from the game, which is the uh, opening, uh, the bombing mission from the beginning of Final Fantasy VII, and this particular remix was brought to us by Yuzo Koshiro. So... A great song for Final Fantasy VII by way of Yuzo Koshiro. How could you go wrong? The answer is you can't. So this is my <laughs> last pick of the night. Uh, I'm sorry I did two covers in a row, but, you know, music, old, old video game music makes me happy. Here is opening and bombing mission from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate from Yuzo Koshiro. Enjoy.
So here's to Yuzo Koshiro absolutely nailing it on, honest to goodness, one of the most iconic songs in video game history. I mean, this was the opening to Final Fantasy VII, like the PlayStation game, you know? And they didn't reinvent the wheel. They didn't. It just took that song as it was on the PlayStation and orchestrated it to perfection. I just love it. Oh, there's there's nothing to be said about that, honestly. Um, it's such a it, it it feels great to hear that song that way. Um, it's so mm-hmm. full of life and like like you said, this is the Final Fantasy VII song. Um, it's it's a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful rendition. I mean. I, I'd be babbling if I started talking more in depth about it, and there's no need to. Yeah, I mean, Nobuo Uematsu's original composition was is was perfect for for its time. Like yeah. that song, I, I like I said, I don't like this game, but I have such a nostalgic connection to playing it for the first time because it was breathtaking. That that whole intro sequence when he's you know floating through the stars and whatever, and it pans back to uh, the Final Fantasy VII logo, and then it starts zooming in, and the train goes by super quick, and then you get off of it, and the way it lines up to Cloud jumping off of the the top of the train, and just that bass line is so is so Final Fantasy, but this was a modern Final Fantasy game because this was the first one that really didn't take place in that. Not that Final Fantasy VI was 100% that medieval Final Fantasy thing, but it was more that than this. Like, Final Fantasy VII was just like, no, this is science fiction. No, just straight up. This is sci-fi with a dash of anime nonsense. Let's go Let's go to town. And uh, <laughs> the soundtrack just, just really, really nails that. And there's so much music from this game that fills me with so many feelings of just, ah, oh, what, what an amazing soundtrack. I really wish I liked this game, and that's why I keep trying to play it. I have played through the beginning of this game so many times over the years, and I always fall off because I just don't find the game very fun, which is bums me out because I, I want to, mostly because of this music, but I can absolutely confirm that playing Smash Brothers to this song rules. Because that was such a huge bummer with Cloud in Final Fantasy was that there was two tracks. That was it. There you, you got two Final Fantasy songs. Every other character has like a whole boatload of songs dedicated to them and their franchises. And Final Freaking Fantasy got all of two tunes. And it's because licensing the music is a bit of a nightmare. Um, but they included Sephiroth as DLC and as such came with a bunch of fresh remixes of uh, Final Fantasy 7 tunes, all seven, which is again, a bit of a disappointment, but they they addressed that in the whole Nintendo Direct about it, where Sakurai was just like, look, we would have loved to have a ton of Final Fantasy music, but that shit costs money. <laughs> yeah. Even though we're making money hand over fist with Smash, I mean, it's not that kind of money. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's yeah, Final Fantasy is what it is, and its music is what it is, but these songs... Uh, the stuff they put in Smash is amazing, and I don't mean to decry what was put in uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I just haven't spent as much... I haven't spent as much time with it, obviously, because I didn't have the game, but I did play through the demo, and I this song was in there, and it's a really good rendition of it, too. Like, 
the Final Fantasy VII Remake soundtrack is pretty darn good. The problem is finding it in any sort of official capacity because there have been so many um, fan-made Final Fantasy VII quote-unquote remake soundtracks over the years. So finding, like, no, this is definitively, this is the one that plays in the actual official Final Fantasy VII Remake game, not something that some dude coughed out in 2018 before the game came out or something like that. It's because the internet's a weird place, and they've been talking about this Final Fantasy VII Remake for the last, like, 856 years. But (laughs) um, here we are uh, with Smash Brothers giving me my favorite Final Fantasy music of the year. Go figure. Life uh, finds a way. Finds finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> it felt very natural. Uh, well, I, I think that's that. Just about wraps it up, right? Yeah, I'm I'm out of picks. Yeah, well, uh, that's that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, those are our picks for some of our favorite songs that we heard in new games this year. Join us next time when Matt and I, for real this time, travel to the historic yes. Green Hill Zone and finally tackle the very first Sonic the Hedgehog for Sega Genesis. We put it off uh, because we wanted to get the, the Waveback Awards just done. It's nice and early. It's uh, Let's not put it off and, and, and try and do something else. We, we wanted to get it done, and so we did, and I'm very pleased with the episode. But now it's time for Sonic the Freaking Hedgehog, the very first game. We started gee, Sonic 2 as like our second episode, I think. I think episode mm-hmm. two is Sonic Two, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. Let's let's uh gotta go fast. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> We here at the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. And we have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geekade Discord channel, in which we have a Waveback chat, where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff relating to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. And we also have a Waveback forum page over on Facebook, which you can find by searching Waveback on Facebook. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com, and while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. For example, Matt, do you have anything to plug this week? Uh, the ongoing adventures of our D&D campaign uh, every other um, Saturday at approximately noon Eastern Standard Time. Myself, Matt Much of Paper Cuts fame and two other friends. Um, explore the world of Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition so if you're interested in four people who really can't stay on track and go on tangents about jokes for however long and then eventually roll some dice and fight some monsters uh, then look to the Geek Aid Twitch channel that's twitch.tv backslash Geek Aid G-E-E-K-A-D-E and the next episode will be this Saturday so if this episode drops on Monday and you're listening to the day it drops, it will be this Saturday and every right. two weeks following. Well, uh, I will plug uh, Waveback Overplay. I just posted a couple of uh, new tracks the other day, and I'm going to keep continuing to pump out the ones that I've already made and hopefully start working on some new ones soon. That's Waveback Overplay over on uh, YouTube. On the YouTubes. Oh, All the right, YouTubes. Guys, uh, the good old YouTubes. It's a series of tubes. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to leave you tonight with a song that uh, uh, one of the more memorable experiences I had in video games this year was playing an old game that I hadn't played in a long time. Uh, and that would be from the, let's say, 
somewhat lackluster collection Super Mario 3D All-Stars uh, containing Super Mario 64, which is not a game I like going back to as much as I would, I would, I would hope. I like mm. it more than I like Final Fantasy VII, but it is definitely <laughs> emblematic of many of the things I don't like about that entire generation of gaming. Super Mario Sunshine, which I think holds up remarkably well as long as you're not trying to 100% the game. Mm. If you're just going for the bare minimum shines to get to the end, it's a really fun game, and I'm sticking to it. But what made that game worth $60 on its own is the absolute masterpiece that is Super Mario Galaxy. And I have not played that game since it came out. When it came out, I played it from beginning to end. I didn't get all the purple coins because I'm not a crazy person. But I got all the regular <laughs> stars, and I freaking loved that game. And its sequel, which, weirdly enough, isn't on Mario 3D All-Stars. But having replayed Super Mario Galaxy just recently, I wanted to, to, to end on just, just the wonderful note that is the Dusty Garden Galaxy which is a gorgeous, gorgeous song from Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, and a great way to end the podcast and really send us off into uh, the sleep of night. Uh, I've, I've begun rambling. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So let's listen to Gusty Garden Galaxy as we say goodbye. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time for Sonic the Hedgehog. Good night.